Happy New Year, Inspirato Projector Radio. Your friend, man behind the machine. So the so the third graders are watching what the fourth graders are doing with the Operation Tone Up stuff, and kind of getting excited about it. I'm assuming because mm-hmm. the, they see what the fourth graders are doing, and they're like, "Oh, that's what the big kids are doing." Right. And then when they get into it, <clears throat> um, it's cool. So they've 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 heard you know word has been out uh, around on the town and they they're, they're kind of aware of it at that point and um so is it integrated into the, like the gym classes i don't think it's probably the, the pe well classes, there is no right? there is no pe in, in california so oh per, per california no it's in the classroom no pe no when i was substitute teaching wow how long ago was that well, that was nine years ago most, That's more, crazy. Let's just say most schools in California don't have PE teachers. It's the classroom teacher that teaches the program. Other states like Arizona, they have a PE like every once, every third or fourth day. And it's not the PE that you and I had. It's more uh, you get up, you play a game, you, you maybe do something, maybe don't. In Chicago, the kids don't even change their clothes, and they dictate if they're going to do PE or not. They tell the teacher, if, you know, I'm going to play or not going to play. So most Chicago does not have it either. The schools that do have it, I guess to answer your question that way, there are PE teachers that teach it. If you're the PE teacher, they teach it, or the classroom teacher teaches it, or a collective of both teach it. Whoa, man. So for you to come in with this program, they're actually, they're getting a supplement of, you know, this physical education that basically, in a sense, they wouldn't, they're, they're right. not even getting and, and, basic PE, is what you're saying, and here, right. because you're you're actually giving them that opportunity. Right, and, and I guess the difference between operation and PE, this is structured exercise. So you're going to have an end result, which is improved health. PE, it wasn't designed to improve health; it was designed to do a variety of activities. It can be softball, kickball, hand-eye coordination. It, it, it has a different application. Mm-hmm. It wasn't designed to get you in shape; it was designed to, to teach you different physical activities. Where operation tournaments is, it's, it has one purpose. The main purpose of it is to prevent disease and improve your health. Mm-hmm. So we teach both sides of the coin, but we teach health, basically through the nutrients, what are they, what they do, and how do you find them, in conjunction with regular structured exercise. You need both components to improve your health and prevent disease. And right now, we are the top dog that's doing that. We are the number one company in the country that can improve children's health the most, prevent obesity, prevent diabetes. I'm just amazed at seeing the knowledge that these kids have when they're talking about going to the grocery store yeah. with their parents and There's pointing out that yeah. something just has too much sugar, too much sodium, or, um, you know, that it's not a healthy thing. And it's cool because then that trickles into the family. Right. And then the, the parents have to be a lot more aware of this stuff. The genius behind Operation Tom is we teach the kids about the nutrients and we show them how to apply what they're learning into their real life. So now they go, they look at a box, they look at the first thing they look at the nutrition facts, they say, what's in it, how is it going to benefit me? And they know where to look for the labels because we taught them that, but more importantly, they know what the labels mean, what what is a carb, what is a starch carb, what, what's a fiber carb, what's a sugar carb, what are proteins, they know what these things are, and then they look at what they're going to be doing that day, 
So they're buying food for their personal needs. Not because TV said me this, it's because I know I need this because I'm doing these things today. So it's been individualized. It's cool. Plus, with the characters, now they get an image in their brain as totally. to what a carbohydrate is. They yep. get an image in their brain what protein is. And, you know, so when they look at those, they read those ingredients on the box, like, oh, okay, I know all about that. Yep. You know, it's it's something that's um, not just some sort of fancy wording out there that means right. nothing. It really means something to them. And then they know exactly how that will apply to to their health and how they'll get better. And Kurt, what's... what's so wonderful about this is that as the kids apply what we teach them they become healthier they feel different and they want more they so it's kind of like anybody when you do something you, you feel good you want more that feel good so you try harder and then it becomes a habit so now the habit is to read the labels the habit is to eat healthier the habit is to exercise and now the disease is gone you know for those children just imagine so there some of these kids might even be uh, parents at this point with their little kids sure. that'd be interesting to know if they're teaching those little kids about operation tone up and leading them to the we had a boy 12 years ago went to the program in Arizona he's now a doctor in the in the, in the for the air for the armed forces I believe he's in the Air Force and his sole purpose was his mother said this is about three months ago she contacted us and said that it's because of Operation Tono my son became a doctor and he's teaching about nutrition to all the, all, all the you know, military that's incredible that's awesome. that is incredible yes wow man that's the other cool thing about this program is that it's not just a like like here it is and then it just and then it's gone it's like not a, it's not a fad it continues to to move along. I mean, <laughs> these people that the doctor is talking to and teaching about all that. I mean, holy cow! You're seeing you're seeing the effect of what you taught that kid twelve what twelve years later or right. something, and it's still moving. It's still, still moving through. Right. Stuck with him. It became part of his life. He saw the benefits, and he wanted to help more people. He kind of had the vision. He has the vision I had, and that's to help others become empowered with this knowledge. Incredible. Incredible. Wow, man. This is going to be fun today to see these kids, to see, you know, I've only seen the videos of how the kids light up when they see Mr. Tone enter the room and seeing them all do their exercises. And, you know, this is going to be like a celebrity sighting for them today. And then it's for good. them to be able to work it's out good. with you, they're yes. like, holy cow, he's real. You know, <laughs> he's real. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing jumpy jacks with Mr. Tone. Oh, my gosh. And plus, I'm sure that these teachers have shown their students, you know, like, look, we won the, the National Fittest School Challenge, you know. Look, you guys, look, this is what we did, and we can do it again. Huh? Oh, this, oh, the, the GPS? Oh, gotcha. Okay. So That'll be fairly quick. Yeah, we're three minutes. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? 
I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Had a, uh, I don't want to say full day, but quite a few hours we spent at each of these uh, schools today. We spent about 20 minutes at each school. Then there's about a, um, I don't know, 10 minute, 10 minute ride in between schools. Pardon me, little one. Excuse me. Pardon me. I'm gonna scoot right by. Thanks. Uh, so we would spend about 20 minutes at each school and then we would have about 10 minutes in between, you know, to go to the next school. So we were kind of, kind of on a time crunch and, uh, I didn't do, I only did that little bit of podcasting, uh, because the rest of the time I was using the, I was shooting with his uh, phone, the action going on and, uh, so I wasn't able to do uh do any any of the podcasting except for what you just heard which was Tony Lamka aka Mr. Tone oh look at this this bus is ready ready to go this is perfect came all the way out from uh oh this is the purple line hmm we'll wait we'll wait we'll wait a little bit So, it was great walking into some of these schools where the kids were just ecstatic to see him. They were so happy to see him. And uh, the, their teachers are taking them through the, through the videos. And their teachers are showing, showing them the videos so the kids are getting acquainted with it. And so when so when we go in there and see him, it's quite a surprise. They're seeing him in person for the, for the first time, basically. Um, some of these uh, kids actually did the, you know, the, um, they did, they did the, the school challenge thing, where they battle against other kids in their districts, I'm wondering how many of these schools Tony is going out to, and pumping up, and getting excited, we have activated, he, he has this really awesome drag and drop system if you go to knowledgeisland.com 
you can find it on there. Also, I think he's just going to sell it by itself in the app store for, yeah, I don't know, three bucks, four bucks. And you can extend your workout. You can extend it for as long as you want. You could do a 45-minute workout if you want. Uh, you do a real quick workout if you want. So there's a lot of things in there that are sort of customizable. It's fun because it's the... You can see, like, the order in which... Like, okay, one of them is, let's say, sit-ups, and one of them is jumping jacks, one of them is... Squats, and you can arrange those however the heck you want in the system. So you can choose what you're gonna do first. Are you gonna do push-ups first? Are you gonna do sit-ups first? So he basically went into the classrooms today and kind of gave the kids some ideas as to help them, some ideas on how to help them. help them work out more effectively little tricks uh, which I myself am going to apply little 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 nuggets on how to best do the uh, push-ups and so crazy. I, I, I just kind of filmed this stuff and I, I feel tired. I feel tired. Check out Operation Tone Up if you get a chance. I did a podcast about it uh, back when we did the National Fittest School Challenge last year actually. Whoa. That crazy last year I had just started the podcast and did a lot of recording during that time so check it out yeah I got that podcast I put up some of the songs that they play of interviews from teachers check out there's lots of if you type in a YouTube operation tone up with Tony you will see lots of wonderful news footage about it Testimonials from the kids. It's pretty. It's it's pretty neat to think that basically over a million kids have gone through this program. Oh my god! It just blows my mind. It's so cool to see these kids so filled with knowledge and so excited about wanting to share their knowledge about nutrition and exercise and all that jazz. It's such such a joy to see it see it all unfold. All right, we will return with more later. Keep that.
that mind. I remember talking to John Belushi, who's my friend, God rest his soul, back in, before I got taxi, we did a movie called Going South together, when John was in with me, we were in together, and I said, I'm, you know, I'm going to do uh, this television show, Taxi, and Andy Kaufman's going to be in it, I knew he'd been on Saturday Night Live, and he's, it's that eyebrow that used to go up, with, like, through the roof, and he said, you're, you're in for it, and he told me the first time he saw Andy at a little club in town said they were all in the audience and they felt sorry for this guy he came on stage and he was bombing he was bombing big time and they were all like we gotta pass the hat for this guy did you know and but of course that's exactly what andy wanted why he again he wasn't a stand-up comic he wasn't a uh, an actor. He was a performance artist. He so he's going for the moment. Yes. He wants something to happen in the moment that would make a difference. Right. It is February 6th, 1.04 p.m. We're listening to Professor O. This is his song, Good Life. Professor O was with us in the studio during our K-Chung broadcast, which is actually now up on Mixcloud. The reason why I don't put the K-Chung broadcasts up on Anchor is because uh, with that radio station, I have the luxury of just playing whatever the heck kind of music I want. Uh, For the podcast, I will play uh, music that I either already get permission from, the artist, or they emailed me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. They emailed me there and said, hey, please play this song. Uh, So that's the kind of music that you'll hear on here. A lot of the background that you'll hear, unless I say something about it, you'll know when it's something that is, uh, how should I put it? A lot of the background sounds that you'll hear that I'll put in on this this, uh, podcast is, in fact, stock, I guess, I guess you call it stock music, stock sounds. You'll hear little sounds, little interludes in between songs. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a little better at um, when when the song is, you know, basically an original piece either by me or someone else, and it's behind me talking, I will call attention to it. Like we've done that a few times with Kim Cascone. Majority of the times, though, it's just built in music. That's what's so kick-ass about Anchor. There's so many great things about Anchor. But that's what you're listening to this on now. I'm, I'm, I'm recording into the Anchor app. The Anchor app then distributes it through Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, your favorite podcast app. I got 13 of them. So, yeah, the uh, to get back to the K-Chung thing, that is only on Mixcloud. So if you go to mixcloud.com slash projecto, you can hear that, uh, you can hear that episode um, I figure, what the heck, let's play another Professor O song here. I think, um, let's go to this song, Dreams. This one looks like a good one. Let's see, here we go, Dreams. So, yeah, new day, um, new information. This is very exciting. March 
starting March 10th, I believe it's March 10th, there's going to be this wine festival going on at Disneyland. Wine festival. If you happen to be at Disneyland during the wine festival, we are going to be playing there for 10 weeks. Sundays and Mondays, Yachtly Crew, we are going to be there Sundays and Mondays playing for you. And this is just going to be interesting to be able to play for the first time. I would say for the first time, well, to so many foreigners at once. So many people from other countries, so many people from other states. They're going to be they're going to be going through there. They're going to be learning about Yachtly Crew. So that just excites me. Thank you so much Nicoletta Vanderloo for hooking that up. Nicoletta Vanderloo. She is married to Grayson who we had on K-Chung. Check out the K-Chung episode we just did on Monday, 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 Monday. Just another manic Monday. Listen, that's that's my fun day, okay? I I I don't I don't have to run day. That's my fun day. That's my fun day, okay? I don't I don't have to run day. I don't have to run day. So you know, it's just an, another manic Monday. It's not Sunday. It's not Sunday. It's uh, you know it's. So, you know, I don't. I don't have to run day. That's my. That's my fun day. It's my fun day. So every sun. Uh, so last. Uh, so last Monday, we had Noel. We had. I just sent him a text. Omid, who is Professor O. We had Michael Schley. He wrote the book The Infinity Diet. And we had Jessica, who's from Italy. For those of you who've been listening to K Chung Radio, there is a, an Italian promo with a girl speaking in, in, in Italian. And so basically, I met her about a year ago and uh, we kept in contact, loose contact. And. She just decided, while she was living out here in Los Angeles, she lived out here a year, she became an actress. She was like, you know what, I think I want to do that. Then she went back to Italy and is acting out there. I just love the go-getter attitude, the why not attitude, the hey, what the heck, why, let's just give it a try. And not listening to the rules, the regulations, the stats, the, you know, whatever else that we've heard out there concerning Hollywood, concerning Hollyweird. They've got a system set up, or they like to make you believe there's a system set up. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. Oh, it's going to be very hard. Oh, it's so difficult. We hear that stuff all the time, don't we? Don't we, folks? It's going to be such a struggle. You're going to have to go up the hill. And it's just so many obstacles and so many people out there looking for the same job. It's so oversaturated. Don't you understand? This is what the odds are telling me, okay? The probabilities, the statistics, the farmer's almanac. So if you don't follow that matrix mind, 
It's called The Matrix Mind. That would be a good that would be a good book to write to read. Right? Matrix Mind. I've got Matrix Mind. I've got a bad case of the Matrix Mind. Dreams. That was dreams. All right, let's go to another one. Let's go to another one. Let's go. This one's called Futuristic Love. Here we go. Futuristic Love. These are these are good songs. These are songs that I think would definitely wind up well in, in video games. These are just great video game songs. Some big battle sequence between elves and giants. Why do giants tend to be labeled as the bad guys? Like when we see in these uh, in these stories, giants. They, they say that the giants are the bad guys. Do we just assume that if you're bigger, you're more of a bully because you could push people around? Is that what it is? Get out of my way. Bam. Squash them. Get out of my way. Flap. Go flinging off into the into the woods. Do we just think that the giants are the bad guys all the time? What if the elves invaded the giant village? What then? What if the dwarves invaded the giants? Reckless dwarves. That could be an interesting uh, medieval movie. The reckless dwarves. They're just mischief filled with hijinks. I love Time Bandits, by the way. Oh, so this was an idea I was thinking of. I was thinking about Fahrenheit and centigrade. Fahrenheit and centigrade. Fahrenheit and Fahrenheit and Celsius. And it's kind of like Brutus and Bluto, right? Sometimes they're called in Popeye. They call him Bruto, Bruno, Bluto, Blue, Bruno, Bruno, Bluto, and Brunus. Bruno, Blutus, Bluto. Brutus and Blute, Brutus, Brutus and Blute, Bluto, Bluto, B-L-U-T-O, Brunus, wait, what, Bruto, Popeye, Bluto, Bluto, yeah, Bluto, Bluto, but then there was another guy, Bluto, the terrible, they call him. Let's see. Let's look him up. Let's look him up. Let's see. But they would switch the names. Do you know what I mean? Like Shemp and Joe. Or no, Cur Curly. Curly. Yeah, Joe and Shemp and Curly. That's right. Oh, Wellington. Wellington is the guy who eats the hamburgers. That's funny. Bluto. But I think at some point they call him Bruno or Brutus, right? Bluto. Whoa. Okay, here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Bluto. 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 I always thought that they gave him another extra name, though. Brutus! <gasps> oh, God. Despite his recurring appearances in animated beforehand, Bluto would strangely be absent in the 1960s Popeye television series and some future media where he would instead be replaced by his brother slash lookalike Brutus. Due to King Features incorrectly thinking that he was not originally a Thimble Theater character. 
Good God. Wow. There's so much here. There's just so much. Wow. Okay, so there's Bluto and Brutus. So, I guess that's it. There we go. Oh, here we go again. The Bluto-Brutus issue. Aha. After the theatrical Popeye cartoon series went out of production in 1957, Bluto was replaced by Brutus, as it was erroneously assumed that Paramount Pictures, distributors of the Fleischer Studios' later Famous Studios cartoons, owned the rights to the name Bluto. In fact, King Features had proprietary rights to the name all along, as Bluto had been initially created for E.C. Seeger's Thimble Theater. However, due to incomplete research, this fact was overlooked and the name Brutus was substituted in order to avoid potential copyright issues. Brutus appeared in the 1960-1962 Popeye television cartoons, But Bluto would return in subsequent media. However, Brutus would be used by Nintendo for their arcade game based on the property prior to the change to Brutus. The bearded villain was known as the big guy that hates Popeye, Mean Man, Blackjack, and Sunny Boy in the comic strip and comic books. The name Brutus was first used on Popeye-related products in 1960 and in print in 1962, although it may be argued that they are one and the same. Ocean Comics has published one of the Popeye special comic books where Bluto and Brutus were twin brothers. Bobby London, who drew the Popeye daily strip for six years, wrote and illustrated the return of Bluto story where the 1932 version of Bluto returns and discovers a number of fat, bearded bullies that have taken his place, calling themselves Brutus, each one being a different version of Popeye's rival. Oh my god, I love this. This is like a a parallel universe crossover. I love that they did this. On December 28th, 2008, and April 5th, 2009, the Popeye comic strip added Bluto in the capacity of twin brothers of Brutus. While there are enough similarities that led to the reveal in the comics that Bluto and Brutus are in fact siblings, the latter is not as similar to his predecessor as it might appear. As Bluto was portrayed as a fellow sailor with strength to rival Popeyes, while Brutus was portrayed as a generic antagonist who is usually not as strong as Popeye. Interesting. So, I had this idea. So, um, yeah, is that what centigrade and Celsius is? Are they like the Bruto and Brutus? Centigrade and Celsius? Celsius being Brutus? Centigrade being Bluto? Bluto and Brutus, centigrade, centigrade, anyway, I had this idea, what if one day, here in America, one day, all of a sudden, everything just miraculously is turned to metrics, just one day, you wake up, everything is metric system, everything is metric system, what then, dun, 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 everyone's got to start You know, they go to the store and it says, oh, you know, 15 kilograms for a, 15 kilograms, you know, uh, $3 for 15 kilograms of potatoes, or what have you, Um, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. I don't know enough about the metric system to provide more than one example. 
So, there you go. I think it's a fun idea. I think it's worth making. Those of you who have finances, hey, if any of you are dentists or longshoremen or doctors, um, anyone, anyone, anyone who wants to be an executive producer, someone who wants to, to say, hey, you know what? I executive produced that movie. I helped finance that movie. And I made my money back three times over. Please send me an email, inspiradoprojecto at gmail.com. We are making movies. We would love to get these things financed, and I would be so happy to prom promote the story that I, the people who financed the movie were, were listeners of Inspirato Projecto. That, to me, would be so exciting. Which, by the way, folks, you don't have to live in Holly, Holly Weird to make movies. That's another lie that they're telling you. Don't You don't have to be here. In fact, it's probably harder. No, I'm not going to say anything. It's, I'm not going to say anything. Let's just say it's a lot easier when you're... I would say... I would say... Um, to probably shoot... You know, just get these, these high-tech cameras and shoot out in your... Wherever you live. There's a lot of different places out there where you live at that you can shoot. <coughs> you don't need... Look what happened with Napoleon Dynamite. I always forget if it's Idaho or I Iowa. I'm not near Mr. I'm not near the Google machine to do that because I'm too busy making coffee right now. So, if you'd like to, or you know, you can also call the hotline. We got that fancy hotline. And it's 561-203-9179. Uh, Give us a phone call. We will put your message on the air. Unless, of course, it's secret information. Then, then we won't put it on the air. Then we won't. We won't put it on the air. All right? Just don't. Just, uh, just uh, you know, just, uh, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If you want to be on the air... Um, let me know. Send the message and say, hey, Kurt, you can put this message on Inspirato Projecto and now my special song. And the next next thing you know, you sing a song and uh, I'll put it up there for you. It's what I do. It's what I do with this stuff. This is what I do. Are you kidding me? Is it what is it? This is this is what I do. Are you kidding me? This is what I do. It's definitely not what I don't do. Okay, it's not what I don't do. It's what I do. It's not what I don't do. It's what I do. So, please be my guest. Please be my guest. Be my guest. Get a hold of me. Let's make movies together. Let's do it. We got a lot of momentum moving, a lot of momentum grooving. I have access to actors. And, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I know people. I've got people.
and and uh, we just all we, all that is needed, folks, is some funding. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Lot lot of folks have just got a lot of money and they're miserable. But it feels so good to be to contribute and to be a part of some fun family, some fun thing that's moving and grooving. Doesn't that feel good? It feels good to me. Uh, yeah, do it. We got lots of projects with good people. So let us know. Let us know. Uh, that's all for now. I will add some more stuff later. All right? I will do that. That is something that me, CEC, will do for you. By the way, this is Hands Up by Professor O. Go to soundcloud.com slash I am Professor O, and you can hear all these gems. Take care. Hey, everybody. Gather around. Want to hear the Inspirato hotline number? Yeah! All right. Goes a little bit like this. Five, six, one, two, zero, three, nine, one, seven, niner. Five, six, one, two, zero, three, nine, one, seven, niner. Say, I got an idea. How about you try it? Sounds great! Okay, here we go. Five, six, one, two, zero, three, nine, one, seven, niner. That sounds great. Five, six, one, two, zero, three, nine, one, seven, niner. That sounds awesome. Five, six, one, two, zero, three. Nine one seven niner. Hello, Inspirado Projector Radio. Thank you for your support, and thank you for playing "Man Behind the Machine" um, over many episodes. I'm a big fan of Inspirado Projector Radio. I like your experimental nature, uh, the way you guys weave in and out of different soundscapes field recordings and interviews and music new music as the statement always said if you don't support new music you don't support music also finding some relevance uh, relevance and uh, nostalgia and sampling and, and different things that we do here at Man Behind a Machine uh, so we'll keep uh, sending you guys some interesting sound collages from around the world uh, from our backyard from different time periods uh, really pushing the bounds all right so I don't know when it actually began but I first came across John Teeter several years ago, and John Teeter is allegedly a time traveler. He began posting in in forums, in message boards. I think it was over a six-month, as the lore goes, a six-month time period. 
between 2000 and 2001. And he, that was his, his handle on, uh, on, on this forum, John Teeter. And so people would ask him all these questions. They would ask John Teeter all these questions about time travel. And there's all this stuff on there. I mean, this, I would have to say it was when I was first introduced to the idea of parallel universes. And, you know, alternate timelines running at the same, at the same time. I didn't realize that that was actually preparing me to better understand the concepts that I would come across in such books as Seth Speaks, the concepts that Bashar, Bashar the channel, uh, uh, also says, the stuff that Dolores Cannon, the past life regression, the stuff she talks about. So John Teeter, Basically, the whole thing was that he had to go back to 1976 to retrieve this very special part in an IBM computer. And then he had to travel to 2000 and then and then go back to 2036. He was from the future, 2036, and he was saying that his younger self, John, was living in the town of Celebration, Florida with his current parents. And his parents know him as Uncle, or, or the kid knows him as Uncle John. And... And I guess the mother w- was in contact with a guy named Larry Haber, this lawyer out of Florida. So there's a lot of question as to whether Larry Haber was the guy who wrote about John Teeter or not, or if one of his relatives did, if, if his brother Maury Haber. It was just a big, you know, people were curious about this, big hubbub about this. And then there was a documentary series four or five little episodes that these guys decide to go out and check out Larry Haber, ask him questions about John Teeter. There's a book about John Teeter. So a couple years ago on Twitter, there were these various John Teeter tweets that I would see. And the, the, the handle would change. The John Teeter handle would change sometimes. So sometimes it was John Titus Renzi. Other times it was just John Renzi. Other times it was... So it would change, but then it would call back to stuff that was... that was in those forums. Now, the way that I found about the forums is I came across johnteeter.com through... I don't even know how this happened. I was researching time travel... I think that's probably how to, how that happened, as well as coming across HDR Kid, HDR Kid. That was another forum where the guy was using time travel. He was using one of those things that you see in Napoleon Dynamite. They try to use that time machine thing, and they put that crystal in there. That's exactly this the kind of thing that this HDR Kid uses. And you sort of travel mentally to these various dimensions and whatnot. So during that time, I came across johnteeter.com. And on that website, they they had all the archives. So you could kind of read back through all the different questions, all this different stuff. Certain people had certain affiliations with him. And there was this talk that he... He recorded himself leaving because he, he had to leave to go back to the future, 2036. And... 
he said that the future was basically a bartering system. And so all throughout this stuff, as things were unfolding, what's crazy is, you know, I visit John Teeter. Oh, there's a guy named Oliver Williams. He's the guy who runs the johnteeter.com website. And so he's been interviewed on coast to coast, all kinds of different, all kinds of different. uh, Heck, why not? I I ought to interview him on here sometime. Uh, Because I'd love to ask him about these recent John Teeter tweets that have been going on out there. So now cut to what's going on recently. Uh, so more recently, I should say. So at some point during, uh, while seeing these John Teeter tweets, I said to him, Hey, can I interview you for my, can I interview you? And so he goes, yes, send me a list of questions and I'll answer them. So he did, and what I decided was, I'm going to make my very first podcast episode of Inspirato Projecto, and I put it directly up to Mixcloud.com. You can go up there and, and, and check out this thing. What's interesting, go to Mixcloud.com slash Inspirato Projecto, scroll all the way to the bottom, all the way to the bottom, to the very first podcast episode of Inspirato Projecto. This was... This was People were urging me. They're like, you know, your radio show. We love, you know, we're having a lot of fun with listening to it. We, you know, we'd like to hear it more often than just, you know, twice a month uh, on the radio. So, what about making a podcast? And I just, I just didn't want to put the effort into making my own podcast after doing that one. I was because it was fun. It was fun to edit this stuff together, but uh, I realized I'm just, I don't want to have to say, okay, this podcast is, is definitely coming out. I don't want to be held accountable and I don't want to be committed to having to come out with material because then it becomes a chore, right? It becomes work. The playfulness, one would think you'd be eager. Oh my gosh, cool. I can't wait. Yeah, I know it's a whole week away, but I can't wait to get started on that next episode. Well, when you have to have that thing, uh, sometimes it's like it's taken for granted at that time. I think, you know, I get this idea. And then you're just like, eh. And then it becomes that science project syndrome where the day before you're like packing stuff together. Anyway, that's pessimistic. What am I doing, man? This is Inspirado Projecto, man. Inspiration. Sheesh. Who am I? What the hell, man? So... Basically, you can listen. I I, uh, decided to put it out almost like it was a radio show, like a radio, like one of those radio, uh, like Orson Welles did with the Mercury Player Theater Players, Mercury Theater Players, where they did War of the Worlds. And um, so what I did was I had very uh, friends of mine very read questions in various voices. And then I stitched that together, and I had another friend just give the answers. He just read John Teeter's answers, and I had other friends ask the questions. So I, I edited it all together, and it's a it's a doozy of an episode. It's two hours. But within that realm, now be careful. If you're going to scroll forward, Mixcloud does not let you scroll back. That's that's something that'll be quite a surprise. If you scroll forward and you're like, oh, I'm in the middle of the John Teeter uh, um, <laughs> I, uh, play, so to speak, interview, 
I'm in the, I'm in the middle. Oh, I wish I'd go back. No, you can't. You know, I think you have to actually refresh the page and start from, I think it'll let you start from the beginning. Unless it makes you start from that last spot that you heard. So I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I'm just letting you know. So anyway, I had that. I said, thank you so much. And uh, and then every once in a while, I'd see one of those John Teeter accounts kind of tweet it, tweet it out. Now... Now, fast forward to more recent times. I'm watching the Hellier documentaries, which I was telling you guys about. Check out Hellier, H-E-L-L-I-E-R. If you like paranormal stuff as much as I do, oh, man, and you know how much I do. (laughs) Man, synchronicities, oh, my God. Every single thing about this program, it's five five episodes. It's on on YouTube. It's for free, and it came out. In the middle of January, so it's not even been out a month yet. This thing is getting steam, and it's opening up a lot of highs. It's about those Kentucky, those uh, goblins in Kentucky. So I've been I've been writing back and forth uh, to the Kentucky goblins folks. You know, just thinking about a lot of interesting phenomenon and in, uh, Ingrid uh, in, Indrid Cold, Indrid Cold. Look up Indrid Cold. I N D R I D C O L D. Look up Indrid Cold. Look up that that stuff and uh, come back to me. Uh, you know, send it to me on the hotline. Send send to me what you learned about Indrid Cold. Send it to the hotline. 561-203-9179-er. 561-203-9179-er. Send me that message. Leave it on the voicemail. I will upload it into the podcast. Tell me what you know about injured cold. <clears throat> so this is what happened here. This is... Okay, so two hours ago... Okay, no, no, no. Here, let's go back. Let's go back. This is, this is what's so interesting. So this... This character named John Teeter, a.k.a. Q. Their their handle is John Q. Anon Teeter. J-O-H-N-Q-A-N-O-N-T-I-T-O-R. So... There's a lot of similar stuff. I see it's like a it seems like it's a brand new account. And I ended up getting to to me uh February 6th, 7:04 p.m., 2019. It goes at Kurt Clendenin. New information on John Teeter. Enough to do an entire show on it. Do you want to know more? Directly directly related to Q group, highest levels of military intelligence. I will give away no classified information. No need to. It's all out in the open. And below that, it says hashtag Q-A-N-O-N. So then... I replied, yes, I'd absolutely love to interview you for my radio show slash podcast. 
And then I just, and then earlier today, I direct messaged this person and said, would you want to call me through the hotline? You know, we can record it there. Did you want to call me through Skype? You know, I want to record the uh, the audio if we're going to be talking here. Now, this is the thing. I I don't even know if I'm the guy to interview this guy. You know, I I I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I know what I know, and they feel that I I'm in someone who apparently can ask the questions that need to be asked. I guess <laughs> it's crazy. So I sent them that direct message, and then they pinned to the top of their page two hours ago, replying to both me and Inspirato Project on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Inspirato Project, I-N-S-P-I-R-A-D-O-P-R-O-J-E-C. Replying to Inspirato Project, at Kirk Lendenen, then it says hashtag John Teeter. It says here, Everything you ever wanted to know about my military insignia, but were afraid to ask. Anyone following the still popular hashtag QAnon movement will recognize these symbols. So then I click, well, first of all, I click on Uh, following and it's following this person called I the Spy it's the very first person they're following at true I the Spy that's you could find them on Twitter so that's the first person they're following Something named Toy T O I F O R sixty at Hotmail. No, I'll just tell you the names of these people. At True I the Spy, at Hilko Pert, at forty three Melissa nineteen seventy. Now her name says Melissa Conklin, and that looks familiar to me. That name, but I can't remember where. Another person they're following named Naomi at Obtuse Window, and then me and Inspirato Projecto. That's it. Following six people. Why? Why did they decide to follow me? Why? Why? I'm very curious. You know, I think the thing is, when you kind of put out the vibe to folks that the unusual and peculiar <laughs> and and uh, paranormal and you know w- w- <laughs> the the most unexpected you know I'm talking dream walking I mean you know just give it to me all it's all intriguing and so I think like when you're someone like that when you got that kind of mindset, so to speak, uh, you you tend to attract the folks who are who have the stories that are willing to to 
to give them to you, you know. Anyway, back to John John Renzi here. Uh, so so that John Teeter, uh, QAnon Teeter, John QAnon Teeter, Q. Yeah, I think it's John QAnon Twitter. So the link on there leads to Pinterest.com slash John Titus Renzi two zero one eight. And so they got a bunch of different things up here. One one particularly it just says John Teeter. You go down here, you see all kinds of interesting stuff. Check this out if you get a chance. Go to johnteeter.com. Check this out. Just go research it, research it yourself. Wow. Wow, there's just... There's... Yeah, someone made the John Teeter's U.S. Army insignia patch. That would be a cool patch to have on a jacket. That would be great. That would be great. If you've seen the symbol of his, uh, of the way that the 177th, apparently that was when uh, John Teeter was in the Army, this was the thing that kind of, it's all-encompassing in terms of kind of showing the alternate timelines. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. So intriguing. So yeah, go. If you love going down rabbit holes, if you love investigating intriguing stuff, check out John Teeter. And who knows? I just might have an interview with this guy. <laughs> Me. Me. Of all people. I haven't been in this thing long enough to really... I don't know all the intricate things. I mean, I could have a bazillion questions at the ready that I'd know I could question if it was an Andy Kaufman-related thing. <sighs> oh, boy. Put, maybe I should put out the... Put out the... Uh, Put out the APB. Put out the APB to John Teeter. Concerning whatever he knows, the future. So, you know what I'll do? Okay, folks, this is the thing. I'm putting out the question. You're the first ones. You're the ones. Okay, it's coming to me right now. It's all coming to me. Bam, bam, bam. Exploding the antenna here. You, dear listeners, are going to be the ones who ask questions. Research John Teeter if you want. Or just simply ask a time traveler. Ask John Teeter. Call up 
If you're on Anchor, send me a message. If you're on Anchor, send me a message, please. If you are... If, if you're anywhere else, send, you could send me a question <coughs> through <coughs> inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. If you want to, you can call me and ask me the question, and I will include it directly. I'll do just like what I did with the first uh, with the uh, first uh, question-answer thing that I did with the very first podcast I ever did. Since we're talking about it, we could do another one of those. I'm fine with that. We'll do it in that kind of same format. So look up John Teeter if you want, because then you can ask a whole bunch of questions about, about him. Or if you want, just about time travel in general. Or if you've been reading the hashtag QAnon stuff. Any questions about that? You know? I don't know in what ways this... If this is even John Teeter, if this was... E- See, this is all... Okay, number one. Was John Teeter a true lifetime traveler? Traveler, way back in the day, was he really? If so, B, did he really come back? If so, C, is this actually that same John Teeter, who, if we, if we suppose, actually is a time traveler? If it, this is that guy. Um, I am so not on that research. I need to dive back into this stuff. This is the crazy thing. So this was one piece that I wanted to say was that when I would go on to johnteeter.com. Oh yeah, you can also call the hotline. 561-203-9179. In fact, I'll put the hotline commercial right after this. Actually, I'll put it before this. That is, if you're still listening. Thank you, everybody, for your participations, your considerations. I mean, this is, this is, I love this. I love this. It's so funny. The other day, and I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not, but I think I said out loud, maybe I said to my sister, I said, you know, I feel like my true calling is cryptozoology, finding the unusual stories. I think me getting these unusual stories from these various folks, whether it be uh, Mayan shaman, uh, whether it be Los Angeles wizards, whatever it is, like, I'm now entering territories that are similar to the territories that the hellier folks are, are entering, are involved with. This is going to lead down those rabbit holes. I think what I got to do too is get one of those spirit boxes and put and put it on the K-Chung. I think that would be awesome. Wow. Anyway, all right. That's all for now. My mind has exploded. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I mean... We'll see what happens next. We'll see if he replies to the to the to the uh, to the message. If I gotta send him questions, you know, it might be one of those things where he's like, "Yeah, sure, send me questions, please. I would love to get your questions." I think I'm gonna put this out on the Twitter account too, um, and the Facebook page. So, yeah, 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 yeah.
go ahead and uh, go ahead and send in those questions, please. I'm curious to see what questions you got. Because I don't, I cannot say for sure that I'm going to ask. For those of you who are in the know, I cannot guarantee that I will ask those questions that you would wish I would ask. Just as, just as when I see interviews and people are not asking Michael Kaufman particular questions, and I'm like, ah, oh, you had the opportunity to ask him that question and you didn't ask him that. You know, well, they just don't know the stuff that I've learned about concerning Andy Kaufman and a whole idea of him faking his death. Same thing, same thing with this interview could happen. I interviewed John Teeter. If that's actually truly going to happen, um, I just don't know if I'll be able to ask those questions. So that's why I need you to to send me those questions so we can pass them along. Uh, thank you so much. Stay inspired. And keep that in mind.